Cooking with your kids is one of the best ways to encourage them to eat healthy and try new foods. So if you're looking for a holiday gift that isn't a toy and that you can also enjoy together when you're stuck indoors this winter, then the Kids Cook Real Food eCourse is for you. In the course, you'll get more than 30 basic cooking skills, 45 videos, including a ton of bonuses, principal supply and grocery shopping lists, and kid-friendly recipes like veggie bean burritos and spaghetti squash lasagna. The course is designed for all kids ages 2 to teen and has three different skill levels. My kids and I have taken the course, and it was so easy to follow along that my kids made an entire recipe on their own. More than 18,000 families have taken the course, and the Wall Street Journal named it the number one cooking class for kids. If you want your kids to be healthy, adventurous eaters, sign up by going to kidscookrealfood.com slash food issues. And because you're a listener, you'll get a free lesson. Again, go to kidscookrealfood.com slash food issues and sign up. As a busy working mom, I don't have time to run from store to store, especially around the holidays. But with Thrive Market, I don't have to. Thrive Market is an online membership-based market that makes healthy living easy and affordable, and they ship everything to your door. You'll find everything you need for the holidays, including ethical meat, sustainable seafood, clean wine, baking essentials, and snacks for the kids. It's all organic and non-GMO, and members save an average of $32 on every order. They even have curated shopping lists that make holiday prep a breeze. If you join today, you can get 25% off your first order and a free gift. All you have to do is go to thrivemarket.com slash food issues. And for every paid membership, they give a free membership to a low-income family. So sign up today at thrivemarket.com slash food issues. This is Food Issues. In every episode, we bring you experts to tackle the real challenges around feeding kids and offer practical insight to help organizations, communities, and parents create change. I'm your host, Julie Revelon. Eating healthy during your pregnancy is a no-brainer, but postpartum nutrition is just as important. After you give birth, you really need to give your body what it needs to heal. That's Kaylee McMorty, a registered dietitian and founder of Lively Table. We'll talk about the role that diet plays in your risk for postpartum depression, the best superfoods to focus on, and how many extra calories you need if you're breastfeeding. Plus, Kaylee and I talk about collagen, probiotics, and other supplements, and how to eat healthy while caring for your newborn. Hi, Kaylee. Welcome to the Food Issues Podcast. Hi. Thank you so much for having me. Yeah, I'm excited to talk about your story and, um, you know, nutrition after giving birth and breastfeeding. So why don't we jump right into your story? Why did you become a registered dietitian nutritionist and what does your business look like today? I've always been very interested in nutrition and that comes from um, when I was a kid My mom was actually diagnosed with breast cancer and after her treatment and everything, she totally changed our family's diet. And so that got me interested in how diet affects our health. So I knew 
going to college that I wanted to study nutrition, but I was actually a um, a pre-med major. And then the first time I went to the hospital in like a classroom setting, I figured out immediately I do not want to be a doctor. <laughs> so um, I just stayed on the nutrition track and became a dietitian instead. Um, and throughout my schooling, throughout my master's and my um, nutrition internship, I had always known that I wanted to work for myself, didn't want to work in the hospital in a uh, traditional clinical role. So I kind of combined two of my passions, which are cooking and nutrition, and decided to, to share recipes and nutrition information on my blog. So let's talk about postpartum nutrition. We all know that it's important, but I think that there's just not enough information as to why it is. So what does research show and what do moms need to know? Yes. So I feel like there's not enough emphasis on postpartum nutrition at all. There's there's a lot about nutrition during pregnancy, which obviously is super important, um, but but postpartum is just as important too. Because after you give birth, you really need to to give your body what it needs to heal. It's just been through this traumatic event of giving birth, whether it is um, whether you had a C-section, whether you gave birth vaginally, it's it's traumatizing to your body. Um, your body's just done a lot. And so you need to help heal your body by giving it the proper nutrients, nourishing it with enough calories, enough energy, enough nutrition to really um, just let it do its thing and heal. Um, and also, it's it's just such a, a change, a time when you're really just kind of thrown into something new when you have this new baby to care for. You're not getting a whole lot of sleep. And so you really need to optimize that nutrition to to give yourself some energy so you can care for yourself, care for your new baby. Um, and then another thing that people don't really talk about is that nutrition postpartum can really um, have an effect on your mood. And so um, really optimizing your nutrition can, can decrease your risk of postpartum depression and anxiety. Yeah. And I know you've written about your own struggles with anxiety and depression after giving birth. And, and I too have had um, postpartum depression. And you know what does the research show about the role that diet plays in your risk for mental illness during the postpartum period? Yes. So I, yeah, with, after my first was born, I, I had some postpartum depression, postpartum anxiety, and really I didn't understand how bad it was until I had my second baby and realized what like a normal postpartum feeling was. And then I realized, oh, that that really was like not fun. And that was a struggle. Um, but the research does show that nutrient deficiencies can be linked to uh, postpartum mood disorders. So there are several key nutrients that um, affect your mood. Nutrients like folate, B6, B12, vitamin D, zinc. A lot of these, um, if you're deficient after giving birth, then those can affect your mood. 
Um, so it's important to make sure that you have the optimal levels to, to really, um, I guess, give yourself the best chance. Not that nutrition is the only thing that will affect your mood, uh, because, you know, even a dietitian can, can have those experiences, but, um, it, it can play a role. Yeah, I think that's a really good point. I was talking to a friend last night and we both have some, you know, health struggles and um, we were talking about the cost of supplements. And I said, yeah, it, well, it's, <laughs> yes. it's better than having to take a pill, right? But um, what's interesting is that we're both really healthy, clean eaters, if you will. And, mm -hmm. you know, my naturopath had said this to me, like you can eat so healthy and it's because of the way that our food is produced in this country that, you know, the soil is just depleted of the nutrients that you can still have nutrient deficiencies. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you can, and, and even if you do everything right, get all the nutrients, you know, you could still end up being affected by postpartum depression or anxiety. Um, unfortunately, there's, there's just so many different factors. But, you know, if you eat right, and you're at least trying to, to be cognizant of those things that um, you could at least help help yourself decrease your risk a little bit. Right. Yeah. And what are some myths about nutrition during the postpartum period and also while breastfeeding? So I think a couple of the big myths are um, one that it doesn't really matter what you eat because your baby is going to get the nutrients that he or she needs anyway. And then also a lot of moms think that, oh, well, I've had the baby. I need to start losing weight right away. I need to start dieting right now um, when really it's not the time to start cutting out food, cutting out calories, cutting uh, the nutrients that you're getting because your body really needs more at that period. And so Kaylee, what should women keep in mind about weight loss after pregnancy? What are your best tips for a healthy weight loss? So my personal viewpoint is that we should not be focusing on weight loss at all after giving birth, especially in those first few months, um, because I feel like there's such an emphasis and such a um, pressure for women to lose weight right after they had a baby, but really it's, it's not what it should be about at all. Those, those first few months are there for you to connect with your baby, to really nourish yourself, nourish your baby and take care of both of you. Um, in other countries around the world, women are, are taken care of by all of those around them. Um, after giving birth, just because it's it's such a significant experience and such a drain on your body. And dieting and trying to lose weight during that period strains your body even more. And then also just kind of sets you up for um, for for almost more risk of those mood disorders and for more risk of those nutrient deficiencies that will not only affect you, but also your breast milk if you're breastfeeding. Um, so really my biggest tip is to not force it. Um, don't try, try not to think about it. Try to have more of an attitude of appreciation for your body for what it just did and for what it's going to continue to do to heal and to feed your baby. Um, and then again, you know, while I don't think it's 
the reason to breastfeed. Breastfeeding does help um, with weight loss right after giving birth. Um, so not that I think that it should be the reason that you breastfeed, but breastfeeding uh, for as long as possible will help you. Right. And also I had read years ago when I had my children that it could take a year or even 18 months. That was more of a realistic window to aim for, to get back to your pre-baby weight. Is that true? Yes, absolutely. I mean, it it varies by by the person, obviously, where we all have different bodies, we all have different um, lifestyles and and things that um, affect how how quickly we will get back to our normal bodies. Or, I mean, and some people may never get back to the same body pre baby because you know you've you've significantly changed it um, by by carrying a baby for nine months. But yeah, some people it will take a year or more and and that's okay. I mean, we we see these celebrities that get back um super super quickly, but what we don't see is the the behind the scenes of, you know, what do they have to do to get there? And that's just not realistic for normal people. Yeah, that is such a good point. I remember when Kate Middleton uh gave birth, right? I I'm sure you saw her walking out of the the hospital and it's like Come on, yes. right? <laughs> it's yeah, only and I been mean, a day. <laughs> some of those people, that's their next too. I mean, I I personally didn't really have to work. I I didn't have to work at all at, at losing weight. It just happened after um, I had my babies because a lot of it was my genetics. And so people have to keep that in mind too. We're going to take a break. And when we get back, we're going to talk a little bit more about the nutrients that moms should focus on. The holiday season is in full swing, and I bet you're already planning family gatherings, holiday parties, and cookie recipes with your kids. But with everything that has to get done, you don't have hours to spend in the kitchen. That's why I love using my Vitamix. When I received it as a Christmas present a few years ago, I admit I was skeptical because I already had a blender. But the first time I used it, I was hooked. Vitamix is known for making the best smoothies, but it can do so much more. You can use it to make holiday cookies, desserts and cocktails, side dishes, dressings and marinades, even peppermint hot chocolate and eggnog. Vitamix has been around for 70 years and all of their blenders are powerful, durable and built to last and come with a full warranty. To get free shipping off any Vitamix purchase over $50, just go to my website, julierevelant.com slash shop and click on Vitamix. So Kaylee, let's talk about nutrients and what moms should focus on during the postpartum period and, and also if they're breastfeeding. Yes. Um, and the good news is that the same nutrients you need just to heal your own body are great for breastfeeding too. So it's not like they're um, separate and, from each other. Um, so one of the biggest ones that I think moms should focus on after giving birth just to heal their own bodies are protein for sure and those high quality proteins because you really need a lot of them to help your body um, go through that repair process, repairing your tissues um, and repleting all of its stores. So when I say high quality proteins, I mean, um, proteins that have all of the essential amino acids. 
So those are mainly going to be from your animal sources. So um, like your your red meat, eggs, fish, dairy, those are all really great um, sources of, of high quality protein. And then also additional nutrients like iron, folate, zinc, you, you, you lose a lot of blood during birth. And so you really need to uh, get those iron stores back up. And then vitamins like vitamins, vitamin A, vitamin C, B vitamins, those are all going to help with the healing process. Um, and and uh, they're also going to be great for, for breastfeeding as well. And then another one is going to be your healthy fats, your omega-3 fatty acids, which are not only going to be great for your own body for helping to kind of decrease inflammation, but also um, they're amazing, amazing uh, for breastfeeding to, to nourish your baby's growing brain. Yeah. And for women who are vegetarian or vegan, how can they get those essential amino acids? Yes. So it's going to be harder for women who are vegetarian or vegan, but um, it, they can do it. You just have to focus more on, especially a lot of whole grains and your, um, beans, legumes, nuts, and combining them and getting a big variety to make sure that you get um, multiple of those amino acids from different sources. Yeah, that's great. And so what are some of your favorite superfoods for the postpartum period? Oh, gosh. And and like I said, I mean, I know that there are some vegetarian, vegan uh, moms out there, but red meat is such a good source of so many of those nutrients that you need your iron, your um, zinc, your, those good proteins, B vitamins. So I um, I actually recommend that people include those um, the minimally processed sources if you can versus heavily processed ones. But I actually really love red meat for postpartum. Also, eggs, I think, are super, super nutrient dense. They're great for both um, healing your body and also for breastfeeding. They help to get a nutrient called choline um, that's super critical for babies developing brain. And they're super um, convenient, super easy. You can do almost anything with eggs and they take no time at all to cook. And then from there, also just making sure you're getting plenty of fruits and vegetables, especially leafy greens are, are full of tons of the nutrients that you need. Um, and then making sure that you're hydrating. So water, fluids all the time. Um, I, I don't think it's possible to get too much when you're, especially when you're breastfeeding, because I feel like you're always constantly thirsty. Yeah. And you talked about before how, you know, the, the body just goes through this enormous trauma almost. Right. And I know yeah. for me, I, I had um, full disclosure here, had a third degree tear with my oh, birth because wow. she was posterior and it took a long time to heal from that. And so what are some foods that can speed up the process of healing from childbirth and why is that important? Yeah. So um, like I talked about, those high quality proteins are going to be important for helping the body to go through the natural repair process, repairing those tissues, especially the amino acids, glycine and proline, which are going to be in those animal foods. Um, and you can also get glycine from supplements, um, collagen, different things like that. 
Um, and then also making sure that you're eating plenty of anti-inflammatory foods is going to help your body heal as well. So plenty of fruits and vegetables with your A vitamins, vitamin C, B vitamins, um, and zinc. So, and then also I think is interesting in more traditional cultures, a lot of, uh, women are given these warm soups and broths whenever they're going through their postpartum period to help their bodies heal. And I think there's something to be said about that too. So are you talking about something like a bone broth? Yeah, I think a bone broth could be really beneficial. I don't think that there's any like magic in it necessarily, but I do think that it, it provides a lot of those nutrients that we're looking for. And also, um, the, the fluids and just that, that warming feeling that can feel so nourishing and comforting when you've, you have just gone through a lot, you know what I mean? Yeah. And you mentioned collagen. So I, I read about this all the time, but what is it and how do we take it? Yes. So collagen is just something that is naturally occurring in animals and it's found in their, um, skin, their muscles, cartilage, ligaments, all of those good things, their bones, which is where you hear uh, bone broth come up. And basically it's a, a protein that's made up of these amino acids. And then when we uh, consume collagen, these amino acids have already kind of been broken down into proteins that we consume. And what it does is it helps your body to produce more collagen. Um, And collagen is an essential protein for repair and for um, your skin, your hair, your nails, you may have heard um, helps like skin elasticity and things like that. And I'm, I'm not sure that all of those claims are um, backed by research just yet, but there are some that, that suggest that collagen can be helpful Um, I know personally, I used it postpartum when I, well, I started taking it because of postpartum hair shedding, which I'm sure you're familiar with. Mm -hmm. And I was going, what can I do to stop my hair from falling out so much? So, you know, collagen was just this very like trendy in the moment thing. And so I was like, all right, well, I will try it because I, I just had plenty laying around from the relationships I have with different brands. And so I started using it daily just to see if it would help with that. But what I also was having a hard time with postpartum was my joints hurting because my first baby was so colicky that I was constantly just holding her and doing the things while holding her. So I would squat a lot instead of bending over. And I would also um, just like have to bend my wrist kind of awkwardly a lot to hold her while I was doing things. And so my joints started to hurt and I found that supplementing with collagen actually helped my joints feel better. Wow. It, it didn't Great. help with the hair, but uh-huh. <laughs> it, it did help my joints. Um, so, and it's, it's really easy to use the powder, the collagen powder. I, I think it's easier, honestly, I think they do sell it in like pill form but the powder is super easy to use. It doesn't taste like anything. So I would just stir a scoop of it into my oatmeal that I was already eating in the morning. And that, that would be it because it didn't, 
didn't taste like anything. Okay, that's great to know. So what about vitamins and supplements? Do women need them during the postpartum period while breastfeeding? And how do they go about figuring out which ones they need? So I always think that it's a good idea and recommend that women either continue their prenatal vitamin or switch to a postnatal vitamin, which is really similar, just to act as a safety net because breastfeeding especially does deplete your body of so many nutrients that it's good to have that safety net to um, continue to get all those nutrients that not only you need, but also your baby needs. Um, And then I also definitely think if your prenatal or postnatal supplement doesn't have it, continue to take a fish oil or DHA because that is um, super important for not only you, but for your baby, um, for their growing brains to develop normally. Great. So we're going to head to a break. And when we get back, we're going to talk about breastfeeding specifically and the foods that women should focus on. If you have picky eaters, you're not alone. And as a mom of two, I totally get it. But through the years, as both a journalist and a mom, I've discovered the secrets to raising kids who love their veggies and will eat just about anything. And I want to share what I've learned with you in my free ebook, 15 Secrets to Raise Healthy Eaters and Put an End to Picky Eating. This book is filled with evidence-based real-life strategies that will help you raise healthy eaters without sneaking foods, bribing, negotiating, or making food into art projects. To get the book, just go to julierevelant.com and click on freebies. So Kaylee, when women are breastfeeding, I know that, you know, I'm sure you've experienced this, but with my own kids, I was like hungry all the time. I was just burning through everything I ate. Oh my Um, gosh, all the time. (laughs) Right? It's kind of a good feeling um, to be able to eat a lot. But how many extra calories do women need and are there foods that they should focus on? Yes, definitely. So when you're breastfeeding, you need around 500 more calories than you would in just normally, um, which seems kind of like a lot. But again, if you've already been through the experience of breastfeeding, yes, you know that you're constantly so, so hungry. (laughs) Um, But yeah, there, there are specific nutrients that we need to focus on, but I don't want to put too much of an emphasis and and stress people out but it's it's just good to be aware of these things and the biggest thing is just get a variety of food and focus on those nutrient dense foods so there there's kind of this myth that you can just eat whatever you want because baby's going to get whatever he needs regardless um and while that's like a little bit true, there's also more to this story than that. So there are kind of two classes of nutrients. And when it comes to breastfeeding, one of these classes contains the nutrients that are in breast milk that are dependent on the mother's intake and the mother's diet. So if the mother is deficient in these nutrients, then the breast milk is also going to be a little bit deficient. Um, So that's going to put baby at a risk of a deficiency. And so these vitamins are your B vitamins, vitamin A, vitamin D, which not a lot will transfer from 
the mom's milk to the baby anyway on vitamin D. Um, so pediatricians do recommend a supplement for the baby on that. And then also choline, selenium, and iodine. So those are going to be the ones that are more important for the mom to make sure she's getting enough in her diet. And then there's also this other class of nutrients that the body will um, supply them to the baby and breast milk, regardless of whether mom's getting enough or not. And so those are going to be taken from the mom's stores. So from bones and tissues, if she's not consuming enough. Um, so again, that could also leave mom deficient and lead to health problems later if she's not getting enough. And so these nutrients are going to be your folate, your calcium, your iron, copper, and zinc. So it's still important to get those ones in the diet as well, even though your baby is pretty much protected, but it could come at the mother's cost. Yeah, I think that's a really important message and and one that I don't think women are getting from providers um, or even through their own research, right? Yeah, I mean, and it's it's really um, unfortunate. I don't think many providers talk to moms about nutrition at all. And especially postpartum, I mean, you get one doctor's visit and it could be six weeks later. And so you've already missed a really big window of, and, and, and a big opportunity to optimize that nutrition for both yourself and your baby. Right. And if women are concerned, they can, or just simply want to get some more information and get set up with a good plan, they could uh, reach out to a registered dietitian nutritionist who focuses on postpartum nutrition, right? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. And we hear so much about gut health in recent years and, and especially mm-hmm. now during COVID and probiotic rich foods. And so are probiotic foods important during the postpartum period? And and if so, what are some good options for moms? Yes, absolutely. Gut health is huge right now. And it's also one of those things that maintaining your gut health can help fight some inflammation. So that will help your body heal and also could help to decrease the risk of the postpartum mood disorders. Um, but I also think getting probiotic rich foods is important throughout life and, but especially starting at, at birth, the mother can help babies. So vaginal birth one helps to introduce some of those good bacteria to babies. And then also we have seen a little bit of evidence that, um, she can pass some of those good bacteria on to baby through breastfeeding. So building up her own gut health will help with that. So some good sources of probiotic foods are all your um, fermented foods. So going to be like yogurt, kefir are two of my favorites that are super easy to consume. So as long as you see on the label live active cultures, you're good to go. Um, Some other fermented foods are going to be like some um, miso, which is also really great to incorporate into like miso soup because it's so, um, nourishing and healing and warm and just feels good. And then your fermented vegetables like sauerkraut, kimchi, things like that. And so are there foods that women should avoid? So whenever you are breastfeeding, the main thing I would say to avoid is going to be alcohol. 
um, because that is going to be passed through the breast milk and it's the same concentration in your milk as it is in your blood. So if you think about how long it's going to take for that drink to clear your blood, that's how long it takes to clear your breast milk. So I always recommend if you're going to drink to wait two hours for each drink before you breastfeed. Um, other than that, there's really not a whole lot that women have to avoid um, in, when they're breastfeeding. And I mean, some will say that to avoid caffeine, things like that. And caffeine will get passed through your breast milk, but not at a high concentration. So a cup or two of coffee in the morning is definitely uh, fine. If you notice that your baby is kind of irritable, then you might work on decreasing it. Other than that, there's there's really not a whole lot that we need to avoid unless there's like a an allergy issue with the baby. Right. Yeah. And do you recommend that women focus on snacks during the day to, to keep their energy level up, their blood sugar stable, things like that? Absolutely. I I like I ate so many snacks while I was <laughs> breastfeeding. I had to because I was so hungry. Yeah. Um, and and what I would do really was kind of break my meals into two on usually I like I would eat an early breakfast whenever my, like my baby first woke up early in the morning and then eat a second breakfast like mid-morning like two smaller ones um but you know if that's not your jam like definitely have a lot of super nutrient dense snacks around and handy so my favorites are like the little oatmeal energy balls you that you see recipes for I lived off of those because oats and nuts are were pretty much like the main components in those and those are both really great foods for not only for breast milk but also just for giving you energy um so I, I kind of recommend those kind of things and then kind of just simple foods that are super nutrient dense like nuts dried fruit um, if you can make like hard boiled eggs and just have those handy, uh, different things like that. If you want to do smoothies, those are another uh, great snack that you can um, just like whip up really quickly and you can incorporate a lot of nutrition into. And then um, again, like yogurt or kefir are really great options that are super easy. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, obviously during the postpartum period when you have a newborn, you're just so exhausted and you're just basically getting through the day. So what, (laughs) right, what are your best tips for making healthy eating easy during this time, especially also if women are on the go? Yeah, for sure. So one of my main things was to make things ahead of time as much as possible. So if you can, and if you're thinking about it even before you give birth, making some meals and snacks that you put in the freezer and are ready to go. But even if you don't do that, like spending five minutes in the evening to make some overnight oats for yourself or to make some snacks for yourself or even to just like batch cook some grains or something that you know that you'll be able to grab and throw together for lunch or for dinner or anything. And then also enlisting help if you, um, for example, if my mom came over after I had both my babies and she would cook for me and, you know, make sure I had things ready to go. If your partner can help you, then 
definitely do um, ask for their help. And then just uh, kind of letting yourself, giving yourself permission to rely on more convenience food if you don't usually. So instead of like having to cut up all your vegetables, maybe you can buy the pre-cut ones. Maybe you can use like the little heat, ready, like ready to heat and eat um, whole grains or brown rice, things like that. I used a ton of those things. Um, and then like frozen fruits and vegetables, things like that, that are easy for you to do and, yeah. and being okay with that. <laughs> right. Exactly. Give yourself permission to kind of take a step back. And I think preparation is so key and it's, I love batch cooking because it, you don't have to really think about it and you can mix yes. and match different foods. And it's such a great habit to get into, especially as your kids get older and you get even more busy. Um, it, it's yes, just a absolutely. way to prepare. Yeah. And, and make sure you have a healthy meal on the table. And I look at it as, you know, like if I'm already cooking dinner, if I'm already making like quinoa for dinner, then I'm just going to double it. Right. And, put some in the freezer or put some in the fridge that I can eat later. And then it's already done. <laughs> yeah. So easy. So Kaylee, where can listeners go to learn more about you and your work? So right now they can find me um, on social media. I'm at lively table, all one word everywhere. Um, and then my website is livelytable.com. Great. Well, Kaylee, thank you so much for your time today. Hey, thank you so much for having me. Kaylee had a ton of helpful information and advice. I really enjoyed speaking with her. If you found this episode helpful, I'd love it if you could go into Apple Podcasts and leave a review and a rating so we can reach more people. I'm Julie Revelant, and thank you for listening to Food Issues. You can connect with me on julierevelant.com and on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter.